Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Constipated Christian Podcast, a podcast all about helping you live out your faith. I'm here with our host, Bud Browning. Hello, everyone. I'm not supposed to say this, but third time's a charm, I think, or second yeah. time's a charm. Technical difficulties. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about what it looks like to live out your faith during hard times. And more specifically, we want to talk about what does it look like to be generous when maybe money's tight? I mean, as we're recording this episode, it's March 16th, 2022, um, almost two years to the date that we've been in the pandemic. And um, if you've been driving around recently, you've probably seen the increase in gas prices and um, perhaps even increase prices in groceries and other essentials. So obviously we've talked about before how generosity and serving other people is a integral part of our faith. But what can be challenging is when times are hard, it's hard for everyone. And it can be hard to be generous when we don't have a whole lot to give ourselves. So just kind of want to talk about that, how how can we continue to be generous and how can we continue to serve people even when we don't always have the wherewithal to do so? Yeah. So uh, trying times as Nick uh, just kind of alluded to coming out of the <clears throat> COVID pandemic and then right into the uh, Ukraine. Uh, well, we're, we're not even out of the um, COVID thing yet. And yet and then we go into the uh, Ukraine situation and, you know, the gas thing is probably the most obvious and the food prices for us. We have a lot of angst and people are starting to kind of wring their hands and just thinking like, oh, my gosh, you know, what's going to happen or whatever. But uh, we're supposed to rejoice in good times and bad. And I'm um, as I was as Nick brought this topic up, this was a topic that he suggested. Uh, I was thinking on the idea of how how really blessed we are and and, and i'm not saying this uh, to, to demean anything but uh you know people in ukraine are literally running for their lives their homes their uh mm -hmm. cities being bombed and on and on <clears throat> we are so blessed uh what i mean by that is that we have to figure out how to spend our money because uh, the gas price have gone to how we how we reallocate our, our resources is really our mm -hmm. angst so, I mean, compared to what they're going through, they're not only having to reallocate their their uh, resources, they can't even get to their money or whatever. So, um, you know, just, I guess, to, to put it in perspective, uh, you know, we have things that we need to redo and rethink, but it's nothing as catastrophic uh, as what's going on over in uh, Ukraine. So, uh, I, I just have to be mindful that as I go through my day that... Um, you know, I just got to keep thinking about uh, relying on God, uh, loving my neighbor as myself, and just not um, feeling uh, that anything is anything more than me just being uh, true to my faith and being generous in good times and in bad. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the first <clears throat> practical step when it comes to how can we serve people during trying times? How can we be generous when we don't have a lot ourselves and i think that you just hit it right there having an attitude of gratitude so to speak because 
I think a lot of people think that gratitude comes from, you know, a place when we're happy, but it's actually the opposite. And the research that I've done is what can cause us joy is when we choose to be grateful for things. And Second um, Corinthians 9, 7 says everyone should give what he has decided in his heart to give and not reluctantly or under compulsion because God loves a cheerful giver. So just kind of back to that point, our giving should come out of our gratitude for what we have. Yes. And we talked about there are givers and, and receivers. And if we can't give uh, and we are a, a receiver, <clears throat> uh, we don't want to be so prideful and, and, you know, uh, as Nick and I were talking about earlier, you know, this uh, gas thing just alone going up or the, or the food, I mean, a combination of thereof. If the gas goes up $50 a week for somebody, that's $200 a month. And that could mm -hmm. be a deal breaker to somebody. So I just want to, <clears throat> I, I guess, put more people on your radar that you don't want to like offend them or point them out, but just be mindful of the fact that they were really struggling before they're definitely mm -hmm. struggling now. So they're not only reallocating their resources, they're trying to think how to cut something to, you know, to do something uh, could be, you know, something as, as serious as medicine or something for their kids mm -hmm. or whatever. So, you know, the food pantries and the community store, that kind of thing, even uh, probably now would be even more um, important to utilize that. If you don't have anything else uh, that you can give, you can certainly go to the food pantry and, uh, grab a box of food for somebody and uh, bring it to them mm -hmm. or just encourage them to go to the food pantry or go. I, I think uh, the last time we recorded this, Nick, you mentioned go with them. So, I mean, those kind of things, we have to get over this uh, stigma of uh, vetting people or where they're at in their life or whatever, that uh, now is the time to just reach out to people regardless, not be judgmental and just be helpful. Yeah. That was something that we had talked about earlier was um, as prices increase our judgment needs to decrease because one of the challenges that i think sometimes people have with utilizing some of these resources is they don't want to be judged and some of that might be vanity reasons they want to make it look like their whole you know they got their lives together or they're trying to create a certain lifestyle on their social media but I think that that's one of the first things we can do is we can kind of just suspend the judgment for people I think we talked about earlier the idea of um you know if someone were to pull up to the food pantry or the community store in a nice car just the kind of thoughts that might kind of go through our heads like do they really need this are they just grabbing this because they you know want to turn around and sell it are they just looking for you know a free handout and i think that during times like this we do need to suspend that judgment that's not to say that we can't have discernment or anything like that, but just realizing that, hey, you know, the way that they're dressed or the car that they drive doesn't isn't reflective of their whole situation. We, I know you were talking about someone earlier. Do you want to share that? Yeah, you know, as Nick is talking about this, that that is, is coming to mind. It's, it's interesting how we redo these podcasts. You know, we, we, we try to say the same thing that we did like <laughs> an hour ago, but it's tough to do. But I, I'm glad he prompted me to say this that. Uh, uh, the food pantry, the uh, community store, sometimes we see people drive up in, <clears throat> you know, fairly nice cars, nice clothes, whatever. You know, they could be one day uh, f 
uh, I mean, you know, they are one day into the homeless situation or one day that they had, mm -hmm. uh, this is one day into they had lost their money and they're just out of, out of resources. And they have to humble themselves to come in and whatever. And I was telling Nick, there was a guy that came in, drove up in a fairly nice car, well-dressed, clean shaven, and just openly just said, you know, his his uh, family life dissolved. He uh, mm -hmm. just went through a, just a bunch of trying times. He had some money to rely on he's not homeless but he's to the point where he doesn't have enough money to buy food and gas and all the stuff that started up so you know last week or a month ago he was okay maybe had a job and things were okay with his family and on and on but today uh -huh. he's in need so he's still driving the same car like nick says for a while it might be a month or two away from having the car repossessed or whatever but <clears throat> just that overall thing that that we're going to judge somebody if somebody humbles themselves and comes and ask for help. I, I don't think it's incumbent upon us to say, listen, mm -hmm. I need to find out, you know, your situation. How did you get here? Whatever. I talked about this before that Jesus just didn't do that. I, I, I can't imagine him, people reaching out for, uh, you know, for help and him saying, listen, I, I need to find out what's going on with you first. So, uh, and, you know, we even talked about the uh, car situation. I've had people come up in uh, nice cars or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can, uh, I was telling Nick that, um, uh, older boyfriend of, 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 uh, of my daughter uh, years ago uh, was into uh, fixing up cars and everything. We used to go to this uh, co-part uh, salvage title. So you can go out and buy a car that's wrecked, you know, it could be a Mercedes, a Lexus, whatever, and you can get them for a couple thousand, five thousand dollars back in the day. Put three or four thousand, five thousand into them. You can sell them for fifteen. So you know you make a five thousand dollar profit or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're still way below, you know, what a new car would cost. So, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> appearances are not always what they seem to be. Somebody drives up a new car. It could be a salvage title. You know, you think, oh my gosh, how do you afford that? Well, it's only cost me ten thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. Know? Right. Yeah, and like we said, we can't have discernment. And but I think that we just need to trust that we're going to hear the voice of God in those situations where if you know something's you know not on the up and up he's he's going to make that clear to us we've talked about on previous episodes hearing God's voice and doing what he's saying and I think that's kind of what's essential here if we feel like God is calling us to be generous to someone then we do have to suspend that judgment because what we see on the outside might not be all that it's cracked up to be behind the scenes. Um, we kind of talked about earlier how there's this idea of how our culture kind of has this hoarding mindset. You know, think back to, you know, March, April 2020. You know, we kind of joke about it now that people who hoarded toilet paper and that is really kind of a frustrating thing, but it is reflective of our culture's mindset when it comes to trying times. When times are hard, our culture has the mindset of hoarding all that you can for yourself. And as Christians, we wanna have a generosity mindset of being able to give whatever we can. So we don't wanna bring that hoarding mindset over to our generosity. We don't want to be trying to, in the things that God has given us to give to others, we don't wanna hoard that waiting for the, you know, perfect ideal situation we just want to hear his voice in the moment and respond to it yeah you know it, if if you have the wherewithal to do it you know mm -hmm. i was telling nick that I, I i would stand in line during that time like everybody else did to go and get some toilet paper or whatever mm -hmm. and i'm retired so i can do i mean fill my day with whatever 
hopefully with whatever God wants me to do, but I can, my, my time is my own. So I could go back every day if I wanted to and get, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a new supply of toilet paper early, early in the morning. And so, uh, you know, uh, th- there were times when I would go and then I would go again because I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, well, okay, I'm, I, I'm good. And then now I'm thinking, gosh, there might be somebody else that didn't have a chance to get there. They're working or whatever. And, you know, if God put somebody in my path, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have the essentials or for the community store or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we not only want to, especially during these times where we have to think about loving our neighbor, being a servant, sharing, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, church and acts, we have to think about all these things. And, you know, I, I, I was kind of lamenting the fact that God, why is all this chaos and stuff happening and, you know, with the uh, COVID thing and then the Ukraine thing and just this kind of a doomsday type, uh, you know, mentality mm-hmm. that we're just not, not getting through this. And, and all I can uh, come back to is God is in, in control of everything that's happening and everything that did happen. And, you know, this just could be a way of getting our attention. I mean, you know, the uh, COVID thing in retrospect is not near as uh, severe as the uh, Ukraine uh-huh. thing, but there's something going on in our world and our societies that God just uh, wants to get our attention. And, and um, I don't have the answers, but I, I, in researching this, I was reading this before that uh, out of this article that it's times like these that our faith is put to the test. Uh-huh. We are forced to practice what we preach or throw up our hands and join the complaining, the doomsday talking, the fear, the chaos. What if we could walk through this difficult struggle with peace? And that word peace, just, uh, you know, uh, down further in the article, it says, this is the time, today is the day. It's time to stop reading the headlines and start lifting our head and heart to the one who can do something about it. And I was telling Nick, uh, we had a sermon, a while back with uh, you know one of our pastors that you know instead of looking to the left you know to the democrats or to the right uh, the uh, republicans we should always at first be looking up mm-hmm. and i think that's what this passage is uh, alluding to so i think <clears throat> i just have to stop thinking about being barraged from one news uh station to the next and just start uh, looking up and uh seeking what god would want me to do yeah there's this one um <clears throat> pastor professor christian thought leader that i follow named ed stetzer and he uh has this quote i really like where he says a lot of people are being more discipled by their cable news than by the word of god so i do think that um there's a principle in there of what you're saying is a principle of trust we know that god's word tells us that we need to trust him but trust can be kind of a funny thing where it's like if you think about if you're gonna parachute out of an airplane that's not something i would ever do because i personally don't trust you know the parachute or all of the people in the middle of that and i think that kind of is how we can be with our faith sometimes we say oh yeah i trust that god is going to provide for our needs but in the same way if you know i'm not going to jump out of the plane with a parachute because i don't that shows that inaction shows that i really don't trust what's going on I don't trust that they, I don't trust the pilot or I don't trust the person who packed the parachute or made the parachute or any of those people. And I think that our faith is sometimes the same way where if we say we trust God to provide for our needs, but if our life, if the actions that we make don't reflect that, then I think that could show that, hey, maybe there is some distrust still 
that we need to work through. You took my analogy. That was mine. <laughs> but he makes a great point that, you know, if I was to, and, and I've talked about this before, about micromanaging God or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that if somebody's going to pack a parachute for me and uh, put it together and I'm going to entrust my life with them, um, mm -hmm. now I'm going to jump out of a plane. But before I do this, I'm going to say, hey, listen, I think you need to put this cord over here or tie this this way or whatever. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that to the guy that's packing my parachute. So I certainly don't want to do this to the guy that's controlling every thought in the world situation and, and everything that comes down. So, mm -hmm. you know, John, you were talking about the um, about the, uh, you know, trusting and, uh, you know, not being afraid and on and on. But John 14, 27, uh, as I read, says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Mm -hmm. Let not let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So, I mean, just all, and there's just tons of scriptures in here about, you know, the uh, Psalms about, you know, calming and mm -hmm. uh, just all these things that, you know, it's so, um, uh, you know, these, uh, and I'm sure the uh, Ukraine people are just feeling this more than, uh, you mm -hmm. know, I've, I've been to, you know, Vietnam and I've been to war and, you know, they say, uh, you know, the best laid plans go astray, you know, when the first shot is fired or whatever. Uh -huh. And uh, that, that's kind of like what, uh, with life, too. You know, we we know what we're supposed to do. We're trained. We've uh, we've been educated uh, we, uh, as, as far as the scriptures. And we all know what our battle plan is supposed to be. And uh -huh. we've been and like I say, we've uh, we've more than been trained. And then that first shot is fired. We'd seem to sometimes just throw all that away and just run amok. Mm -hmm. And my gosh, if we did that in war, I mean, I, I, that would be suicide. And um, to me, it's kind of like su uh, spiritual suicide. If we just say, well, there's nothing that I've learned that I'm going to mm -hmm. uh, put into use right now. I'm just going to go out on my own. That would be like somebody running out in, in, into the jungle by themselves. I mean, they'd be shot or they'd be killed in a, in a heartbeat. So we have to either believe or not believe it. And you're, you know, the, mm -hmm. the uh, referral to trust and all these um, scriptures that I'm talking about, about peace. I think when you put those together, trusting in the Lord is the only way that we're going to get peace during these trying times, I guess, if I was to complete the circle. So I know mm -hmm. it's easier for me to say for people in Ukraine, in Ukraine that are running for their lives. But boy, that trust and peace is the only two things I think that they can hold on to right now. Yeah. And I think it goes that peace is a choice, too, because a lot of people would say, oh, well, I would have peace if blank, you know, I would have peace if, you know, the gas prices went down or, if you know, we saw, you know, an end to this conflict overseas where I do think we do need to make the choice to say, hey, I'm going to choose to have peace. I'm going to choose to put my trust in God, even though my circumstances around me are telling me otherwise. I think it goes back to like the cultural mindset versus the Christian mindset. That's a great point. You know, we always, uh, or, you know, I mean, every, everybody says, if I could just, you know, fill in the blank, have yeah. lower gas prices, a better job, or uh, mm -hmm. just anything uh, uh, other than where I am at right now, <clears throat> that's mm -hmm. when I'll be happy. And of course, when you study the scriptures, God wants you to be at peace and be happy and be trusting in the mm -hmm. moment, you know, not in the future. And he wants you to be happy. Or, I mean, he wants you to be trusting all those things uh, in every day, not just a future day. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, and 
like I said, we are going through these times of angst and everything, and it's kind of every man for himself. We got to save our money. We got to hoard again. We got to uh -huh. just uh, build up or whatever. But boy, that's just the opposite of what we've been trained to do. So, as soldiers of of uh, Christ's army, we have to put on that breastplate of armor, that helmet, that uh, just everything that we uh, you know talk uh -huh. about all these images to fight off this me thing you know we have to be uh -huh. more vigilant in being us or loving to our neighbors because there are just more people out there that are going to need help and if we don't respond to them i think they're going to look at us as uh, you know every man for himself type thing that's not a, a spiritual attribute yeah for sure so i've talked about a handful of things some more conceptual some more practical so you know conceptually some of the ways that we can live out our faith or be generous during hard times is you know, through gratitude, through seeking peace, through trusting God. Um, but then some of the practical ways that we can be generous during hard times is, as we mentioned before, suspending that judgment. And then I think even getting more practical for someone who might be hesitant to go to some of these outreach events, whether it's, you know, a food pantry or a community store, I think something we can do is we can either offer to go with them or we can offer to go for them. So how would you feel like if someone showed up to the community store and just said, Hey, I have a neighbor that I just want to bless today. You know, I'm just, can I grab them a few things? It happens every Saturday That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. or they're either their neighbor or somebody that they know or a, a relative that isn't with them. Mm -hmm. Same thing at, at the food pantry. And, uh, you know, we talked earlier about, well, gosh, if they're if they don't want to humble themselves to come down or, you know, there's a, a variety. And again, I don't want to vet people to find out how they got to where they're at or what's mm -hmm. in their mind. If they truly need something to the point that somebody uh, they've either talked to them and they and they sense their need. Who am I to say, gosh, get them down here and let me take a look at them and, you know, on and on. So right. I mean, that doesn't even <laughs> sound right. But, uh, yes, we have done that. And, and I and again, I was telling Nick earlier that when he uh, he I, I forget what you said that you did or whatever uh oh when you took the backpacks uh we get way back yeah right we did that um during the last year's backpack outreach i think there was some leftover and my wife claudia just said hey we got some kids in our apartment complex who might you know be needing some school supplies okay if we take a couple and you know just you know anonymously leave them at their doorstep and you're like yeah please do you know that's what they're there for so if we're surrounded by like-minded mm -hmm. people, Nick and Claudia are like-minded people. If they sent somebody and they, you know, it, it just mm -hmm. it just grows our, not our kingdom of the community store, but it just grows that loving our neighbor as ourself. And, and so now mm -hmm. I think, gosh, it's gone out beyond the, uh, the walls of the store. Now it's impacting the people. And the, and the full circle for me is it brings it back that, gosh, there are other people out there, mm -hmm. Nick and Claudia. And, uh, I, I, I'm surrounded and so is yeah. Nick by a lot of different people that, that do stuff that's so encouraging to us uh, and each other that it, it just kind of, not that we need that, um, you know, uh, whatever that's called, you know, could we get that from God, but it's just uh, mm -hmm. encouraging to know that, um, you know, that we're all in the same uh, mindset that we are looking, mm -hmm. you know, the blessing bag thing. And we are, now we are looking for people rather than avoiding mm -hmm. people, the Good Samaritan uh, situation. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. 
However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.